0: I think that Instagram was created, like you said, it's a social media platform. Mm -hmm. So I think if you use it as what it was created to be, and you actually interact with people and you follow people who could be potential couples and you engage with other planners and and do it in a genuine way, but you actually just build those relationships, then you're going to see so much more come from it than if you're just like throwing up a, a post every day.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. You may have noticed that the engagement seems to be dropping across Instagram for a lot of people. Well, what if it didn't have to be that way? What if you were able to cultivate genuine connections and engagement with your followers and attract new followers? If you're wanting that, then listen up for my guest today. Caitlin Workman is a wedding photographer, educator, wife, mama, and host of the Create Retreat. She started her business while taking pictures of her foster daughter and sharing about her foster journey and who she was, and then quickly built a personal brand without any business or marketing experience. Now... When she is not photographing weddings with her husband, she loves coaching other entrepreneurs to build sustainable businesses they love. And today, Caitlin is sharing how we can use connection marketing on Instagram to broaden our circle of influence and grow our businesses. So let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go ahead and get started.
0: Thanks Um, for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Um, and I'm excited about this conversation, this topic, and, and everything. Um, could you give us a little little background about you and like where you're based, what you do, all of those things?
0: Sure. So I am a wedding photographer primarily. My husband um, just joined me full time about a month and a half ago. Um, so we shoot weddings, and we also um, educate other photographers. And I host a retreat once a year. Um, it's probably my favorite thing I do now. And we also homeschool our kids. Um, we have an eleven-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. So. By homeschool our kids, I mean, he just kind of follows along while right. we do school with her. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is um, a year and a half into my journey of educating other photographers, which has been really fun. Um, I do a lot of one on one coaching as well, and it's been really cool to just kind of help other people along their journeys. And oh, I live in a very small town, um, Bluefield, West Virginia. I tell people it's a lot like Stars Hollow on Gilmore Girls. If you've seen that, it's just very teeny, teeny, tiny, Um, but we love it. We get to see a lot of cool places while traveling for weddings, but both of our families live in town. And so we like the small town vibes.
1: Nice. That's, that's awesome. That kind of like Stars Hollow um, type town is like my dream town. I always, I, I would have this recurring dream, like literally a dream town. I would have this recurring dream, of my childhood, of like riding a bike around like that Stars Hollow type yeah. town square <laughs> with like the gazebo and little uh, uh, courthouse and all that, and just like running through a pile of leaves and i never <laughs> lived in a place like that um i, I don't know what it was but it's just like i kept having this dream and i was like one day maybe i'll live there uh but who knows yeah and that's that's cool we love uh, my wife and i love that that area um you know up there like kind of where you are and like uh north carolina ish um just that the the, the fall that y'all have the autumn and, uh, just all of, all of that is, is just like dream weather and dream location for me. So that's very cool.
0: Right. Well, I know it's really hot where you guys are right now. We have family <laughs> that live in Dallas and yeah, it's much, much cooler here right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. Usually very hot here in Texas. And then like this week is just, it's, uh, something going on. Like we're, uh, like uh, there's like three spots in the world that are gonna be in the like hundred and ten hundred and fifteen degree weather all week, and we happen to be one of them. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> so yeah, we are we are staying inside as much as possible. and I am sure? currently recovering from uh i I got a, into a spat with some poison oak uh, last week, oh, no. <laughs> taking my son fishing and so I got it on my face, and the heat is just really really not, uh, making it feel great. So, oh, uh, but yeah, that's okay. So I want to talk about homeschooling for just a second. Cause I was, I was homeschooled from like okay. first grade or no, I went to first grade. Yeah. Uh, either I started in first grade or I I went to first grade homeschooled from second on. Um, so I grew up in that, uh, that era of, um, or that area of, homeschooling. Um, How did y'all come into homeschooling? Were you also homeschooled or uh, how'd y'all come to that decision?
0: Okay. So to tell that, I have to tell a pretty big story. So you cut me off if I'm rambling too much. Um, Our daughter was adopted through foster care. Um, So she came to live with us when she was five. Um, And so we tried school her first year with us, I was teaching at the time. And so she went to school with me. Um, and then just because of her history, she needs a little bit more attention and a little bit more time at home than other kids. And so we tried a couple different school options and ultimately just felt like it wasn't best for her. Um, I was homeschooled for a few years and I hated it. (laughs) Um, but my husband was homeschooled his whole life and he grew up with three other siblings and they all homeschooled together and they were very involved with, um, they just had a lot of families that they grew up with doing life with. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we're. Pretty untraditional, I guess. And we just want a life of freedom. Like we're kind of weird. You know, we both are entrepreneurs and we just don't live life very traditionally. And so, you know, we want her to learn alongside of us and to learn how to run a business. And, um, you know, if I'm speaking at a conference, then they're going to come along with me and they can go to a zoo or to a museum and different things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't what I wanted to do because I came from a teaching background and I, I said out loud multiple times, if I wanted to teach, I would go get paid to teach. Um, But now I'm like, you know, I'm really thankful um, that we get to spend that time together and just like the flexibility that it allows. Um, So, yeah, it looks different for everybody, I think. But that's kind of what it looks like for us.
1: Nice. Yeah. No, I love that. And yeah, it does look very different for everyone because like like I thrived as being homeschooled because I was I was very like internally motivated to where I could just be like, Okay, cool. I know that I need to finish this much by Friday. So I'm just gonna work as much as I can and like try and like do everything on like Monday and Tuesday and then just kinda like coast for the rest of the week as long as I hit my goals. And my brother was not so much like he did not really enjoy homeschooling and um, and like we uh, we tried with our oldest who is now eight um, we tried homeschooling in kindergarten and the same sort of thing where he just didn't didn't really excel in it and it it turned out not to be uh, the best for him, which we were like, okay, that's cool. And yeah, you just have uh, to do
0: what's best for each kid and each kid's yeah. going to be different. Like with Sonia, she learns really well through like conversations and like hands-on learning and things like that. She's not really, she's not very disciplined at just like sitting down and doing workbooks. And so like the mm-hmm. traditional public school environment just was not really set up for how she learns. And so you just kind of have to work with each kid and how they learn best, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You really do, and that's I, I, and I love that there's like so many options now too, and like so many different uh, homeschool curriculum uh, as right. well, to where you can uh, you can pick all these different things. Because I feel like whenever I was homeschooled, we had like three uh, right. three <laughs> things to choose from, and we we're like, this one works pretty well. We don't really have like. VHS or DVDs that we can go through and, and watch. But, um, but that's cool. And I love that you, that gives y'all the freedom to bring the kids with you whenever you go speak places and like when you do workshops and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, Cause that is something very important to me as well that I want not only freedom for myself as an entrepreneur, um, you know, to be able to set my own time schedule and work and all of that and be able to, to work from home where I can, just be here like my son's in the other room and, uh, and have that freedom to work when and where I want. Um, but also the freedom to be able to spend that time with your family too. Yeah, exactly. that's, That's really cool. Okay. Well, awesome. So, um, You've you, you mentioned you're like a year and a half into to teaching other photographers, um, which is awesome. Um, I I love that I was uh, checking out a lot of your YouTube videos um, earlier this week, and uh, I was just like, okay, I'm st- subscribe. I'm just going to, whenever yours pop up now, I'm just going to be watching them. They're great. Um, Thank
0: you. I will be honest. I don't love YouTube, but um, if it's a way that I can help people (coughs) and serve people, I'm going to do it. And I recently Mm. had a girl tell me like, this is so helpful and so valuable. I'm like, okay, fine. Even if I only have a few views, if those people, it's valuable to them, then it's worth doing.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's the mindset you have to have as an educator is, you know, if, if you're doing this, for uh for just a couple people if a couple people get something out of it then that is well worth it and yeah i'm with you not a big fan of youtube i mean it's great i'm learning it i've you know probably the last three or four months have been putting uh podcast episodes out on youtube as well and um yeah figuring out a whole new platform is very different. And, (laughs) uh, and also being on camera, like somewhat used to it, but it is, it's a very different thing, especially with all the video editing, which I do very minimal. If you've seen any of my, I don't uh, do
0: any of it. My sweet husband does everything. I literally just sit down and record and then I don't even upload it, so nice. <laughs> that's
1: how it gets done. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I need to need to find someone like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Well. Cool. So I I want to get into today's topic because I'm very okay, great. very curious about this. I love like out of all the social medias, I think Instagram is still probably my favorite. I mean, I do love a good you know TikTok scroll going through all of the for you page and everything, but Instagram is where. I find there to be more community. Hey, y'all, quick break to share with you about something really big going on. After nearly four years, I am finally hosting another in-person photography business workshop. Cue the applause. Okay, that's good. Seriously, though, this is one of my favorite things. I will be teaching a packed one day workshop on September 18th, 2013, in Seattle, Washington. This is a hands-on workshop where we will be diving deep into how to find your target clients, how to market to them, updating your website, portfolio, social media presence, and maximizing your influence and reach. And a whole lot more during the 11 hours that we will be together. And of course, we've got an amazing elopement styled shoot that just screams Seattle and the PNW. So head over to allheartphoto.com slash Seattle dash workshop or click the link in the description of this episode. And just for being an amazing person, which you are, by the way, and for listening to this podcast, just hit the this will be epic option when you go to secure your ticket and I will take a hundred dollars off your ticket price. So again, head to allheartphoto.com slash Seattle dash workshop, and I will see you in Seattle. Back to the show. For those who are just like, "What is connection marketing?" I don't really know this term. What is what is that, and like, how how is that useful?
0: Sure. Um, so, what I mean by connection marketing is just marketing by creating connections. Um, that's how I have built my business. I don't have a marketing degree or a business degree or anything. I just know how to talk to people and know how to connect with people. Um, and so I think connection marketing is really easy, whether you're just getting started or you're five or 10 years in, um, because people crave community and people crave relationships with other people, especially after the past few years that we had. Um, And I think if you can show up and create connections with other people, so create relationships with other people, that's really going to set you apart in your business. Um, And we were talking about Instagram specifically, just because I'm the same way. I love Instagram. Um, TikTok is like my, I don't use for business. I just do it for fun. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, But Instagram is where I get most of my business. Like I was looking through I'm not really a data person, but I was looking through my list before we got on here, and I don't think I would have booked any of the weddings that I have for next year if it weren't for Instagram. Um, Now, some of those bookings didn't come directly through Instagram, but they came from referrals through planners or through other photographers that I started connecting with on Instagram first. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just all about creating connections and creating relationships with other people and finding ways to connect with your audience.
1: Yeah. That was a very I, big
0: ramble of an answer, but... <laughs> no,
1: I love it. I love rambling answers. Okay, um, But because there's always like so many things for me to pick at uh, from all of those. And one of those, like I love that you mentioned, uh, you know, some of those bookings came from planners and coordinators that you had connected with through Instagram. And like maybe those, the leads didn't like themselves come through through a DM or, or anything like that, but it did come through connections that you made via Instagram long time ago. And then now has, has come around through like this, that direct channel from the the coordinators. So I think that's, that's really great. I, I am an analytics person. I love the data. I love numbers and I love looking at like, where's everything coming from? how do i like you know uh, uh, i don't have a ton of direct from instagram bookings like i get maybe two or three a year um and uh, that may be something like uh like those connections with the planners where it is a uh around uh kind of like not a direct uh lead from Instagram, but like through, maybe they found me on Instagram and then checked out my website and filled out the contact form. They were just like, Oh yeah, I found you on the internet. I don't remember how I got right. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love looking at the analytics and just seeing where everything is. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's really great. So listeners, if you are, are not doing that, definitely check out your analytics, see where your leads are coming from and see like where it's important for you to, put in some more time, um, to, to have those coming in. But, uh, yeah, I, I love that idea of making connections on Instagram because it is social media. You're supposed to be social and not just like jump on, post a photo and then be like, all right, I hope this goes viral. I hope people like this. Um, exactly.
0: There are but- so many people who spend so much time, every single day, like an hour curating their Instagram posts and they post every day a post that's beautiful and beautifully worded. And then they're like, well, I'm not getting increased through Instagram or like, I'm not seeing any of the results from this. And that's because it's not really effective. And I think that you can maybe put money at ads and like boost your posts. I don't do any of that. Um, but I think just like throwing your stuff out there is not enough. Um, I think that Instagram was created, like you said, it's a social media platform Mm-hmm. So I think if you use it as what it was created to be and you actually interact with people and you follow people who could be potential couples and you engage with other planners and, and do it in a genuine way, but you actually just build those relationships and you're gonna see so much more come from it than if you're just like throwing up a, a post every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and just like you said, in the genuine way and not just like, hey we should work together kind of like following all the planners in your city. Um, do you have like recommendations for people who are like, I don't, I haven't made any connections. I'm just pretty much making a portfolio of my work and just putting stuff out there. And I have a few likes and a couple comments every now and then, but like they haven't, haven't done this to where they're using the, the connections, um, and and like making those connections for for marketing, what are some ways that they can go through and and have genuine connections and not kind of like that superficial or the uh, hey, I want to connect for my own benefit type connections.
0: Right. Um, So I think there's two um, big things that you can do. And the first is look at the content that you are sharing and making sure that you are being like relatable and personable, because if you're like, you are DMing people and you're like, Hey, I'd love to connect. I'd love to get coffee or whatever. And they don't really know who you are. Like there's not a picture of you on your grid. You're never talking on your stories. Then they're like, okay, who is this? And they're not going to be as likely to, um, I guess want to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at what you're sharing on your stories. I think people forget about stories and they're like such a valuable tool. Um, and look for ways that you can connect with people through your stories. So I tell people if it's like your first time sharing, um, to kind of look for some connection points that, you know, you can consistently share. Like I always share about my coffee, which is like a really generic thing, but, um, I was raised on Gilmore girls and like, that is who I am through and through, um, but things that you can share to connect with your audience. I always share, um, like homeschooling stuff with our kids. Some people are not comfortable sharing with your kids and that's totally fine. But look for things that um, you can share in your everyday life. We share um, like a selfie with our couples at every wedding. We share behind the scenes showing us working and just like get on and start talking to your audience, um, which is really scary, but um, you can record it over and over if you have to. And the more that you get on and just start talking to people, the easier it gets. Um, Mm. So I think that's the first part is just use your stories really well and create those connection points, whether it's um, talking to the camera, sharing about you, different things like that. Um, And then the second, sorry, this is a huge brain dump, but (laughs) there's so many things that you have to do. Um, But the second thing is just like engage with people. And if you're not doing this naturally, then you can set goals for yourself and write down, you know, today I want to comment on five different posts or whatever. I try to do this after I do my post in the morning and I'll just go through and I literally just scroll and comment on things that I like. It's as simple as that. Um, But I think a lot of times you might scroll and you think, wow, that's a beautiful wedding. And then you just keep scrolling. But Mm -hmm. if you take five minutes to say, oh, these are gorgeous details. I really love these. Like think about how that makes you feel when someone comments on your stuff. Um, And so just look for ways to actually be intentional with. Having conversations with people.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I like that example that you gave of that comment because it wasn't just a, oh my gosh, so pretty. And then just like on to the next thing. Cause you know, Not you get those eyes. Yeah. You get those every now and then you're like, yeah, but did you actually like this? Or you just like, oh, so cool. Love this. And then you like check your DMs and they're over there like, hey, we should work together or, you know, sell yeah. me this thing um, yeah <laughs> but yeah like that is it's it's what Instagram is for is those connections and Instagram wants you to be on there longer they want your followers to be on their uh, on their platform longer and whenever you're making those connections and going and and leaving a comment on someone's photo that is causing them to go and like check out that comment and Instagram's going to to see that you are using the platform for what it's meant to be. And you know, that algorithm is always learning stuff, always boosting certain things. And I think that's just like a really great habit to get into where you're not just like posting and ghosting, but you, you post something and then you go and scroll. And like, whenever you do see something that, like you said, where you're just like, Oh wow, that's a really pretty wedding or Oh, very cool dress or something like, you actually write at, you know, three or four words or more of what it is that you liked about this in detail. And, uh, and that's also going to be like teaching your followers to, to comment on your stuff too. If they see that you're also on so-and-so's page and they see that you've commented there, they're going to feel, uh, I know like that more connection with you where they're like, oh, hey, yeah, I saw Caitlin over here and she commented this. And then they see years later and they're like, I'm going to leave her a comment because like I've seen her and we're already in that mindset of chatting and leaving comments uh, for each other. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that is that's really important to um, to have that routine, especially if that is not your routine right now and you do just post and you're like okay I hope something happens or you go through and like double tap and just like double tap all of your vendor friends stuff like take an extra 13 seconds and write a caption or a, a comment for them I think those uh, it goes beyond because you, like you said think about how you feel whenever you get that thoughtful comment from someone. It's just like you saw me like you saw what I posted you saw all of the work that I took uh putting all of this together and writing this caption and picking the the five different photos for this carousel uh carousel carousel uh but yeah it's it's um I, i think comments are very underused on instagram right now
0: yeah. And I think it changes how you feel about the app. Like I love social mm-hmm. media. I love Instagram. For me, it feels like I'm getting on and I'm talking to friends and like yeah. I'm always in my DMs talking to other you know, vendors I've worked with or other potential brides. Like it just feels fun for me. And we talked about this at the retreat, actually. And one of the girls there was like, I hate Instagram. Like, I feel so burnt out. And she was going on massive social media breaks, like a month at a time. And she was like, I just get on and I see everything everyone else is doing. And there's so much noise that I feel like I can't put anything out there that's different from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay, first of all, mute everyone that you're comparing yourself to. That's okay. It's not going to hurt their feelings. They're not going to see it. Um, And just start being like proactive with what you share. And recently she's gotten several bookings from there and she was like, I love sharing on there because I'm actually using it what it's supposed to be used for. So I think if you stop just getting on and scrolling and comparing yourself, but you use it the opposite way, it just like really changes how you feel about it
1: yes yeah and that is so easy to get on there and compare yourself because a lot of times we do follow people that we're inspired by right and and other you know people that are just like oh wow they had this wedding in paris like that's so cool let me follow them this is going to be so great i've always wanted to shoot in paris and then you see that they're going back again in like three months you're like well why am i not going like I And you start comparing yourself. And it's very easy to get into that comparison trap. And, yeah, like you said, sometimes you just need to mute them um, or just put them on pause for a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to where, um, you, you know, if you're finding yourself always comparing yourself with, certain accounts then like there are some people that i have on mute there are some people that i just had to unfollow because i was like it's they do amazing work it's great but like for me it wasn't healthy Uh, right and nothing against them nothing that they were doing it was just for me uh taking in what they were putting out was not healthy for me and uh and yeah i i think that's that's great what i I I have a little trick for like interacting with some of my vendor friends and like people that I enjoy working with and like want to stay top of mind with and uh and all of that is I cuz like whenever you can Uh, You can save posts on Instagram, uh, which Instagram loves whenever you save posts. Um, And you can like make little different folders. And I have a friender folder that I just Mm -hmm. save from different vendors. So I will just go through and then I can see all of their little bubbles of uh, if they have stories. And it's super easy to just click on each of those and just go through their stories and leave some sort of interaction of a comment or something on like their latest posts or, uh, or whatever to like, keep that connection and keep that, um, uh, that conversation going to where maybe we haven't worked a wedding together in nine months, but they're like, Oh yeah, John. Yeah. He's still relevant. We're still around, you know, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, um, It's an easy way for me to wear, because I follow so many different people between uh, couples and clients and like inspirational people and other vendors that I worked with once 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, just scrolling through the feed, it is nonstop everything and there's no way you're going to see everyone uh so having that little segmented area saved away is really helpful for me um but yeah i just wanted to share that for any of the listeners yeah that's a great like,
0: intentional way to do it
1: yeah yeah because it can be overwhelming to just be like i don't know how i'm gonna keep up with everyone uh, but yeah saving saving some is always is always a good way um, it
0: Also, on just a side note with that, yeah. this is not something that's just going to help overnight. You have to continually be creating relationships with people. I think I if know. you just like, OK, you liked that person's post, you saved it, whatever, and then you don't do anything with it it's not going to work. Or like if you comment on a planner and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And then you're like DMing them and they're like, send me referrals." Like it doesn't work like that. Um, sometimes it takes years to create those genuine relationships. We had a wedding that we booked this year through a planner that I started connecting with three years ago, at least just because I thought her kid was hilarious. And so I just started like <laughs> commenting on her stories because her kid was really funny or whatever. And then it felt like we were friends. And so then she referred me when the time was right. And when it was like an ideal couple, but it took like three years of creating that connection. So it's not going to just happen overnight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is a really great thing to keep in mind is, this is not a overnight like if you start this this week next week you're not going to be getting so many leads and all of this stuff coming in like it could take years but like each individual connection is just compounding on each other to where uh years from now they're all going to be growing and uh nurturing and flourishing and and all of that together and uh yeah i i think uh, that that's very very good to to keep in mind um so for for those who like maybe don't have a lot of engagement and feel like okay, caitlin, that sounds cool. I'll go and I'll leave comments on other people's, but I am not getting anything whenever I post um do you have any tips for them like Uh, how to maybe boost some engagement on their own posts and stories and and all of that?
0: I don't know if you're going to like my answer because you're an analytics guy, but I would say stop looking at your analytics. Stop looking at how many likes you get on your posts for a while, and just think about who you're creating content for. So like, it doesn't matter if your reel goes viral, if all of the people who are following you because of that reel are like spam accounts, or they're people who are not your ideal clients at all, because it was just like a funny reel, that's not actually growing your business. Like, I don't have a huge following on Instagram, but I've made a lot of money through those relationships that I've built there. And so I think we can get so caught up in how many likes does this have or how many people followed me today. But what matters is if you are actually booking clients through there. And so I think mm. stop worrying about like which post is going to get the most views or which reel is going to go viral, but look at who am I creating content for? So like if you are a wedding photographer. Some things that I share are obviously photos of our couples. um, But I would also share like a venue highlight and collaborate with the venue or tag the venue. Look for other vendors that you can showcase. Um, That's also going to help your engagement because they're going to be resharing those. So like if you share a venue highlight and you tag the venue and tag the florist and all of that, And like showcase the venue so that they want to share it. Um, That can help just get you in front of other people's audiences and think about like, who am I serving? Am I serving couples who need advice right now because they're wedding planning? Well, here are some posts that I can put out there that are giving value to my audience. So think about what you can do that's providing value. Um, or entertaining, but entertaining for your client. I think that there were a lot of photographers for a while who it was like, there were these funny reels about like education, like editing and like things like that. And people were like Mm -hmm. sharing them because other people were, but like that wasn't reaching their target audience at all. So just look at like who your audience is and how you can add value to them
1: yes yeah i saw a ton of photographers get into that especially whenever reels really blew up like you know a year or two ago and um and everyone was was doing that like kind of going into where they're speaking to other photographers about like you know your your sd cards and uh you know talking about backing up on hard drives and stuff like that it's like like a lot of your target client, the people that are going to be giving you money um, through Instagram, that's that's not content for them. Like it is right. fun for you know your other photographer friends that are you know that you have connections with on Instagram, but yeah, you're not making it for your target client. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's something that's that's really important to to keep in mind is um, who is your target client and post for them and, uh, and make those connections with them on Instagram instead of kind of falling into that, like, Hey, we're just a bunch of photographers hanging out over here, making stuff for each other. Um, and even like the, the photos that you post, uh, sometimes I would find myself posting a photo because I'm like, I know that this other photographer is really going to like this photo because of the way that I use the lighting in this or whatever, or like, you know, I've got like this Rembrandt light coming in from the window and I know that so-and-so is really going to like this. So I post it and just like wait for their little comment to pop up and not thinking of like, is this something that my target client, like the, the, the bride or groom or, you know, whoever is, is looking for a, Uh, wedding photographer, are they going to find this useful? Are they going to read the caption and be like, oh, yeah, that was, that was really great. I want to, you know, interact. I want to follow him or whatever. Um, exactly. so yeah. um,
0: I also have started, I think I mentioned it, but collaborative posts. I didn't know this was a thing until like six months ago. Same. Um, but yeah. That was you, new for me too. It's incredible because yeah. if you, so if I, I've started doing it for sneak peeks. So when I post the sneak peeks for the couple, the day after the wedding, I collaborate with the couple. Um, it made me think of it because I choose a photo intentionally that I think they would want to be shared as their like first post just married. And so like uh-huh. typically the caption is like Mr. and Mrs. with their new name. Because when you collaborate, it shows up on their feed as if they posted and on your feed as if you posted. Um, maybe everybody knows this, but I didn't know until that long ago. Um, and that really helps your engagement because then all of their friends are seeing it and commenting it and following you. Um, you can even take it a step further and follow some of those people that you met at the wedding if you want to. Uh but you can do the same thing for planners or for venues. Um, and not they're not going to accept every time if it doesn't look right in their feed. But just hitting that little tag and then collaborate button has been really helpful for engagement.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and thank you for adding that in the end because I was going to ask, how do you do that just um, for for everyone? But yeah, and under like where you would normally tag people, it has little like invite collaborator or something. Right. And uh, yeah, that is something that is... Is really great. It's a really great, uh, tool on Instagram now is uh, that's what I, I mean, I've been doing that for like whenever I release, uh, reels and like little clips of the podcast on, mm-hmm. uh, the wisdom and the tangents, uh, Instagram, I'll invite a collaborator for my guest. So I'll probably be doing that with you whenever this goes live as well. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's, it's something that like they may not accept because it doesn't fit their aesthetic of their, um, Uh, Their feed. So that's something to keep in mind if you do want them to accept and, uh, and all that. Think of what is this, like if it's a reel, what is the cover of this reel going to look like? Is this something that's going to fit on, like if you're doing a venue shout out or a spotlight post? Is this a photo that they're going to enjoy of Yeah, their look venue. at their
0: feed and see what they've posted and see like what's gonna look good on their feed and choose accordingly mm-hmm. because then they're gonna be more likely to accept it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are still in the like the same editing style aesthetic. And like there's a few venues that I work with regularly but they don't share a lot of my photos because i am not the the super light and bright editing style and that is all of their instagram but you know they still send me uh work from uh you know the preferred vendor list and all that but uh still the same thing like uh figure like take a little bit more time To plan that and figure out what that first image is going to be or if it's just one image what the what that photo is going to be and does that fit the collaborators instagram feed and all of that Uh, so yeah okay awesome so this has been this has been really great this so many so many great tips do you have any anything else for the listeners just to kind of like maybe even Um, Like over this next week, what can the listeners do to really just start moving forward? Maybe some baby steps in making these connections on Instagram.
0: Um, I would start with a brain dump. Um, So when we do this in one -one coaching, sometimes we spend an hour looking at who they want to connect with. So whether that be some new venues that you want to work with or some old venues that you've already worked with um some planners that you want to work with some florists that you want to work with like just do a big brain dump of people that you want to connect with and then do a little bit of research um i live in a very small town in a very small state and there are not very many planners in the state really um and so when i first started doing this i was like having to be very intentional with looking at like who can i connect with um who can i partner with who's going to work well and serve my couples well So just do a brain dump and look for some new connections of people that you want to connect with. That could also look like doing a brain dump for ideal clients. Like where, what venues are my ideal clients hanging out at or who are my ideal clients working with? Um, and then seek out some people intentionally. If you want to take it a step further, you can make your little saved folder. I'm not that organized, um, but I do have (laughs) friends that do it that way. And I think that's great, but just do a big brain dump and pick a couple people that you want to intentionally connect with this week. Um, and start connecting with them and i would also say challenge yourself to actually get on your stories and talk to people whether that be talking to potential couples and showing like hey this is what i'm working on today we're editing this gallery or like if you are venue scouting um you can do like little here's where i'm looking for spots look at this beautiful venue whatever but yeah i would challenge yourself to find some new people to connect with that way and show up on your stories in a personal
1: way yes okay I love that. And I love a good brain dump. Like there's so many things constantly going around up here that sometimes I just need to dump it all down (laughs) on a piece of paper. I've got, well, not right now. Um, it's, it's in a box somewhere since we just moved, but I've got like this whiteboard that just, I brain dump everything on there. The stuff that I'm like, Oh, I need to do this or I want to do this, but, it is not something that I need to like fixate on right now because I have other right. things going on. Um, so, okay. Awesome. Caitlin, that was great. Um, before we get into like where people can find you and follow along, watch your YouTube videos and all that. Um, there's part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week and it could be uh, literally anything, uh, you know, uh, like a movie book or TV show or uh, like a new food or, uh, anything. What are you loving this week?
0: I feel like this was the one question that I was like stressed about. <laughs> I'm like, I've just been like working like crazy. This has been our busiest month. I'm like, what do I like right now? What have I done for myself? Um, but I love um, the brown sugar shaken espresso from Starbucks. That's like my guilty, like I want one every day.
1: Yeah, um,
0: That's really good. Um, we're not like watching anything exciting or reading anything exciting right now. So. <laughs> cool. But if you haven't tried that, it's a great summertime drink
1: it is it is very tasty i am uh i i pretty much only like hit starbucks whenever i'm traveling um because i like have my local shop that i'm just like i love these people it's fun you know i always like to shop local and and everything but
0: but that i'm telling you that drink is.
1: (laughs) it's so good i had it i uh recently uh was I had like a six hour layover uh, flying to New York a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I am gonna get a Starbucks. <laughs> and I got that round sugar shake and espresso. So good.
0: It is so good. Uh, and it's, it's just, not like super sugary. So it's not yeah, like makes yeah. you feel sick. Like it's just a great afternoon. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's not safe. like a frappuccino type. <laughs> right. This is just like a milkshake. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was like the right amount of of sweetness uh to where you still got that coffee in there mm-hmm. and it was just like that brown sugar like cuts the acidity of the coffee so it was just super smooth and okay well now 10. yeah i'm gonna have to go to starbucks this afternoon now and get get a little uh, pick me up afternoon espresso um okay so um let's see i am loving this week other than uh this new house uh i'm loving that we're uh I'm not loving the moving process, but I love that we have moved, uh, and that at the end of this week we will be completely moved in and moved out of the old place. Um, it's, it's a, a nicer place, uh, for, you know, we've got like five different parks within walking distance oh, that's it is, so nice. is a lot. Uh, so it's, it's very good. We already like, as we moved in, um, there were kids across the street that like welcomed our kids over to draw yeah. with some sidewalk chalk. And we were like, all right, cool. This is going to be good. We got kids in the neighborhood. Our kids are going to have friends. So I'm loving, uh, this new chapter in a new house. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think that's it. Uh, I am also in a very, like, this has been a super busy month and with moving and, uh, illnesses and stuff from daycare and, and whatnot. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of just like hectic, uh, life the last month. So I'm like,
0: well, yeah, moving um, with, moving with kids is like a full-time job.
1: It's seriously. Yeah, it really is. Cause especially like our youngest is two and a half. So oh she is just constantly getting into things. Like yesterday we were yeah. packing up some stuff and she just had the cap to our super glue and we were like, oh. Where is the super glue? What oh, did you, do you have it on your body right now? Did you put it anywhere? And luckily, she had just like taken it off and it fell on the floor. It didn't spill anywhere, but we were just like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. It was, you know, crisis mode for about a minute and a half until we found it. Um, oh, but gosh. yeah. Okay. So, Caitlin, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Where can they connect with you on Instagram and all the places?
0: Yeah. Instagram's where I'm at. Um, it's just Caitlin Workman Photography. Um, and also I have a free Instagram challenge. Um, I'll send you the link. You can put the link in the show notes, right?
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. Like really
0: not tech techie.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I will put it in the show notes for sure.
0: Okay, great. Well, I'll, will put that link for you guys. Um, it's just an Instagram challenge and it shares, um, it has like a 30 day challenge and it shares like, um, just some ways that you can connect with people if you're not used to just showing up on your story. So that might be helpful just for more of a deep dive than what we talked about today.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you can find
0: me on YouTube. Um, we can put that link too, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. I share, um, weekly educational videos on YouTube so you guys can, um, get free education there too.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I will have links to, to all those places, um, in the show notes and I'm excited about that, uh, that free challenge too. Um, I'm always, I, I feel like after every like super busy season, whenever I have a really busy month, I'm like, I need a challenge to like get back into Instagram and social media. Like I have challenged myself uh, this (laughs) fun story. Last week I challenged myself to show up in my stories like every day because for the longest time it was just, you know, chaos and like boxes and things and everything was loud. And I was like, I'm just, I don't feel like showing up right now. And then I, I, I told everyone, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be here. You're going to see my face some more. And then poison Oak happened and my face swelled up. And I was like, I'm not getting on right now. I I look like sloth from the Goonies. It was, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, so I now to show up yeah.
0: authentically, but maybe not, yeah. all <laughs> maybe, <advice. laughs>
1: maybe not that authentically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love a good challenge. It's always something that's kind of like gets you going and back into, you know, cause even if, if maybe you were really great at showing up on Instagram at one point and now, not so much a good challenge is a great way to really get you back into the routine of, of showing up and posting and engaging. So, uh, yeah, I will, I'll be joining that challenge as well, Yay! Uh, but yeah, well, Caitlin, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed chatting today.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the wisdom and the tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast. Dot allheartphoto.com this podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on youtube and in the wisdom in the tangents podcast group on facebook join the conversation and ask questions during our next live episode you can follow the show on instagram at wit.pod w-i-t-t dot p-o-d caitlin is at caitlin workman photography on instagram and you can find me everywhere at allheartphoto Join us on Instagram and let's create those connections. See you next time.